Um, so I was uh, I had this thing, man, going deep. Excuse me, going broad instead of going deep. Like there are different levels of understanding that we have, and you know you have a very familiar level, and then you have a master mastery level, like a fundamental. You you mastered the fundamentals, and you you uh you've you've mastered that and moved on. So you have fitness, life, side gigs, work, whatever that may be, and it reminds me of the Karate Kid, like the wax on, wax off, because they all bleed into each other. How did how do, how do you look at that? Because it's like. You know, you could be like, man, I don't take my, my health serious or gym may not be important to you or writing may not be important reading. You know what I'm saying? Different things. But then you realize like it bleeds into other areas of your life. And it's that wax on, wax off type of deal to where you be like, dang, I really need to know this because it helps me in this area of my life. <clears throat> no, nah, man. Um, Yeah, that's 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 pretty solid. I mean, I look at everything. Everything is about. uh, Everything is give or take. And then ultimately, it's uh, it's like running screams, like you say. They 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 do tend to like, they seem people look at it from a singular level Bro. a lot of times. <laughs> but the bigger picture is, you know, from a you know, even if you're looking at it from a singular level, when you enlarge the picture, you realize that it's just one vein that flows into another vein that ultimately goes into the body. Mm-hmm. Whether that be your body collectively, or that could be the body. A body, a large body of water, such as the ocean. Um, but every, you know, like dealing with the body per se, you know, although you could be dealing with uh, a issue that's, you know, a issue that that happens to just be like on the left side of like a, your lower extremity, yeah. whether that be, you know, a calf issue or an ankle issue. You know, there's such a thing as overcompensation, which means that you start to you start to overdo it on the other side because now you're trying to, you know, whether that that leg or that whatever that thing may be that's paining you. Excuse me. You look for a way to try to, you know, substitute. So yeah. you start adding more, applying more pressure, you know, onto that right side. And so eventually. Well, how did the problem, you know, start in the first place? Now, all of a sudden, you got an issue with your right, you know, the right side of the body. And that's the predominant issue for you because now you've been, that way in Tevs, it's been going on for so long that that's the, that's the familiar, you know, the familiar pain that you have that you, you know, that's evident to you now is like, it's the right side. But when you enlarge the picture, you're like, you know what? You know, the doctor might take and look at that, you know, look at the left side, just happen to look at, hey, did you ever notice that you got such and such and such going on on the left side? That mm-hmm. could be the issue going on on the right side now. You might have been in pain. Were you ever in pain? Doc, now that you said it, I was. It started off on the, you know. And right. I, and so exactly how I go, it's, man. it's all, it's, it is interconnected, you know. That is the thing. And a lot, oftentimes, man, you know, what we take and do is we we find a way to make things, you know, we, we put it on a selfish level. Um, we worry about self. Like, that's the singular issue is we worry about self. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, you you can bypass a child and you know the child hungry. And you like, shh, man, forget that. And he ain't eating none of my food. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, every day you just pass him by that child and then you notice, man, that child is... You can see the the, the, the bones, uh, you know, the the, the uh, rib cage of the child, but you never once took the, you know, the the, you never once took the proper uh the proper action to actually help 
nourish their child. You know, if we looked at things oftentimes, well, to look at the bigger picture, so to speak, you know, the world would be much it'd be much better. It'd be more um, fitting for everyone to to be able to share this space. But yeah. somehow, somewhere we think, you know, we think we think of self is being too big sometimes like it's not enough room because we around like self is around and self is taking up so much space when in actuality man you know really and truly man that's called having a big head you need to shrink that sometimes and realize that we can shrink ourselves sometimes and realize look yeah i am in the picture per se but i don't make the picture you know 100%. but all of us you know collectively we make up one beautiful picture you know so I do, you know, getting back to, you know, uh, I feel like I went off on a bit of a tangent. But, nah, man, you good. You know, I definitely understand. Yeah, like I think, uh, like what? Let me see, like um, the wax on, wax off technique, man. And I, when he said the statement, or what? Excuse me, when I heard the statement, going broad instead of going deep, it knowledge popped into my head, or like information popped in my head, going broad instead of deep. And a lot of times that can happen on multiple different levels. You know what I'm saying? Um, it can be on you trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? You just going after these hours or whatever the case may be. And it's like, yo, you need to master, you know, uh, planning. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, you need to plan your time a little bit better. You need to master, you know, spending time with people, the, your loved ones or whatever the case may be. So multiple different levels. And I just thought that was pretty interesting, man. It's definitely. You know what I'm saying? Man. It, speaking of which, you say going broad. Go, uh, going deeper uh, Going broad Yeah So My pastor said this man Years ago I remember He was saying like You know everybody wanna It's funny Cause Most people wanna be seen As smart You know mm -hmm. everybody wanna Like they got sense Good sense They wanna be You know <laughs> yeah. very knowledgeable in, in a crowd of You know certain people um, And then sometimes You know Somebody open up their mouth and, and just say something Now when they say something Sometimes he was like, you know, it's a difference between being deep and being steep. You think about that. Mm. Hey, you know. Deep and steep. Yeah. yeah. You done fell off the cliff. You know, everybody else ate. <laughs> <laughs> now you didn't even land it because now people, what he just said. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. You people, and it's funny because you be in the building with a lot of people a lot of times. And what do we tend to do a lot of times, man, without even noticing it? Sometimes, what? somebody say something, then you just nod your head. But you could be you could be dazed and off sometimes. You just nod your head. Oh yeah, just autopilot. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when certain people get to talking too much, you just glaze nod and smile eyes. sometimes. Yeah, just, man. And it's just it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? When it's going to be done. You in a car, you know, you in a car with your wife, whatever, y'all have a conversation. What buddy said earlier? 100%, right? Yeah, <laughs> you man. understood what you said? Like, you speaking a different language. 100%. So it's like, it's a difference between being deep and steep. And it's like, you know, sometimes people can say some, you know, rather profound things, man, that's real, is deep. And you're like, boy, that brother just went there. Mm -hmm. And then a brother just steep you. <laughs> like, nah, that's real, man. Hell. Let me ask you, um, how do you go about? Uh, excuse me, let me see. When finding your, um, oh, all right, cool. So, like, purpose, right? You know what I'm saying? Or service. You know what I'm saying? What are you in service to? People, animals, plants, whatever it may be, whatever you think your thing is. 
your your calling or whatever maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you how do you view that? You know what I'm saying? Like how do you base on if you still in if you still in service to what you started out for, or how do you navigate to gauge or to uh have that audit every now and then to figure out if you're still on that right that right path? So what are you asking me exactly? So like uh, the question was When finding your purpose You have to ask yourself What are you in service to You know Whether it's animals Plants People You know what I'm saying It could be whatever How so do you um, What is the dedication toward like, Yeah what, How do you Yeah How do you find that you what, What's your, your purpose, purpose? Mm-hmm. Okay cool It's funny Because this is what I actually wanted to talk about today So it was I had Going into this mess I had something that That hit me And it came from the day On uh, the day at work So your Initial purpose or your initial path may not be your eventual purpose. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, that's, that's normally how it goes. Uh, we set our we set our sight out on a walk, on a journey, on a path, on a voyage. Sometimes, right. and we don't even know. You know, we don't know ultimately what it is that we were called to do. However, sometimes feet meet the ground and we start walking. You know, the song "Walk It Like You Talking." <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times we don't even know to talk. All we know is to walk. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we know to talk, but we don't know to walk. So it's like both of them, we have to learn to master both in our, you know, in route to learning what our what our purpose is. And if you think about it, it's really is it's backwards because we should know what our purpose is before we just start walking or before we start traveling down this whatever this path is, you know, or whatever this calling this guy has on our life. But um Oftentimes what it happen is, like I said, we just start walking it. And what it happen is, you know, uh things become rough. Things become, you know, uh it's like it becomes turbulent. And then in the midst of things becoming turbulent, it becomes rough. The path could be rocky, you know, things just, you know, it's it's the situation is very adverse. And in doing so, that's when you start to uncover some of your natural abilities that God gave to you. Mm-hmm. Or they could be unnatural to uh, other people. Yeah. Like, yo, that ain't natural, bro. Like, how you did that, bro? Like, it's only a few people that could do that. And you just made that thing look like, you it know, was, like it was, yeah. Well, yeah, it was yeah. easy, man. That's second nature. And so, exactly. So that so-called second nature, you know, whatever that is that we were equipped to do, each of us has a has a thing that is it's like, it looks second nature to others, but really and truly, it's still a part of our first nature because that's why it's, it, it comes across as effortless for yeah. us. But that becomes a tool, a gift that helps us to ultimately learn what our purpose is. And so what it takes is, man, it takes a little bit of that turmoil. It takes a little bit of that conflict. It takes a little bit of that, you know, um, that, that turbulent water, so to speak, to cause what's within to start to to rise to the top, yeah. you know, like you know, it, it almost activates it. It does, it does. Sometimes it takes that shaking, man. Yeah, man. It takes that shaking, and from that, it's funny because even underground, a volcano it becomes active underground before it shows any signs of right. you know surfacing. That's so true, man. Um, you, you, I think you brought it up beforehand, like the internal, right? What goes on on the inside, and I think. Excuse me, man. I think, like, honestly, man, that is the most vital part. That's where, like, all the foundation, all the root, all the nutrients come from. And what you said earlier about the veins, 
I, I think it could go both ways. Like I was thinking about ingredients. Like let's say you're baking a cake, you can mix the ingredients before you preheat the oven. Some people preheat the oven before they mix the ingredients. So whatever determination, or excuse me, whatever uh, ignites your path, uh, it's different for everybody. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You may start first by walking. I may start first by talking. You know what I'm saying? But each thing is gonna lead to that same common goal for each person. Yeah, like each person, we all have. Excuse me, we all. It is a common goal. Each person gets to it differently. You know what I'm saying? And different at different points in their life, which exactly. is crazy. Exactly, man. But you know, like knowing the knowing your purpose before you start to to walk in whatever walking in whatever calling it is that God had for you. You know, before you even undergo any you know any adventure, whatever. Yeah. It makes it easier because, like, like I was telling you before, if you already know, think about this. If you already know what your purpose is, and then you say, yeah, man, I'm going to school. So what you going to school for? Whatever your purpose is, school should align with your purpose. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is it's that it's that constant, it's the constant pull. You're going to when you when your purpose is one thing, but then you're going to school for something totally different. It's it's that it's that man. It's 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 a game of tug of war. Yeah, that's what it is. You constantly being tugged at because you're just like, man, I this is not gonna bring me no joy. Mm-hmm. I don't really like this, but everybody telling me this is where the money is, and it's just like that's true. But God called you to do this over here. So now, as you go and you trying to get the bag, so to speak, you are gonna fumble the bag because really and truly. You're not supposed to be over here doing this. You're supposed to be over here doing this. Right. And and a lot of people spend so much time just really creating their own conflict rather than understanding, all right, this is what I was called to do. So let me align myself with whatever this purpose is that God has for me. And from that, I can go ahead and I can do whatever needs to be done. And, you know, to create this, you know, to create this, this, this one this one big, you know, um, situation that's going to really, you know, it's going to benefit not just me, but a lot of other people because I'm just walking in my calling. That's true. Now, I say this, man. Um, so get into the next thing. No, go ahead. So like um, today, purpose. Yeah. Do you feel do you feel like your purpose was to be in the military? Uh no, I don't think that was a part of my purpose. I think that was something that uh was an option. It was an option. Yeah. So if it was an option, then that means that you had different different choices. Mm-hmm. But that was a choice that you ultimately settled on, and why? Uh, I think it's just been like to be honest, like just decisions I made. Um, and was it a two? Was it? Oh yeah, definitely. I it think was a tool for direction. I think so, man. I definitely think so, bro. Because I think for me, I think you have to go to, through certain experiences to help shape your emotions. Yeah, man. It, it just helps, dude. It helps. It's almost like a realigner. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think it was. I think it helped me to realign. Like, okay, this is definitely not what I should be doing, or this is. I'm glad I had this experience. I have some takeaways from it that I can add to my toolbox. Let me use what I learned from here to help me find a better navigation. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is gonna be good today. This is gonna be really good. <laughs> I so like right that, now man. we getting ready. This thing getting ready to shift. We're getting ready to shift this thing. All right. So right now I'm gonna focus on you for a second. All I'm right. gonna bring this thing full circle in a few minutes, right? So 
Born in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your mindset from being in grade school up into high school into ultimately getting into the military. Hmm, that's a good question, man. Um, so like up into grade school, um, I say middle school, I started in the band. I was real good at it. I liked it. I was in a percussion, played a bunch of different instruments um, that was basically like drum based, um, xylophone, things like that. Then I wanted to um, start, you go to high school and then start getting influenced by trying to be cool, this and that. And I started to play football. So I never forget the band director came to me. I was sitting at the so-called cool, K, cool kids table, you know what I'm saying? And the band director came up. And talk to me directly, like, hey, we really need you in the band, this and that. And um, he was like, yo, you really good at it, this and that. And I chose to go to football. So it was almost like that first experience that sticks in my mind to where I'm, I chose another option than what I felt like I was uh, called to do. Called to do. So football, talk about that. How did that turn out for you? Um, I mean, it was cool, man. Like, I, I, I had some fun moments, you know what I'm saying? It helped me to be more social, things like that. But it wasn't something that I always tried to be like the best football player. I never was really into weights like that. I did it. It was it was cool to build that foundation. Um, but it was never I didn't share that same passion that I shared towards a band. So tell me about this here. Uh, what about the physicality of football? Did you enjoy that? Did you like was that because for some people they thrive in it. That's what they that's what, you know, brings them yeah. back on the daily. And they're like, yo, like. This is it. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't think that was me, man. Like, not my temperament, not my personality. It was. I like the challenge of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, me being not so popular, me doing that, and then that that feeling of trying to prove myself to almost build a better, like, a new identity. I like that aspect of it. But as far as like just going out there to headhunt, that really wasn't me. But I did find out a lot about myself. A lot about. I lost a lot of weight, changed my image in school, things like that. That was good, and then it helped me. Now I'm more into fitness, but I think that foundation in football, football, yeah, it did ignite that early cool. on. All right, so tell me about tell me about the military. Military man was um, I'm tell glad me about the choice like oh yeah into, yeah getting so um, early on like the whole thing was um, you know growing I was a teenager I think I was around like maybe 18 19 um, had graduated from high school. Was going to college, was, you know, partying a little bit. I was away from home for the first time, partying, smoking a lot, doing things, drinking, just doing all that crazy stuff, right? I Actually, my GPA dropped so low, I think it was like a one point something. So I had to come back home for something. Oh, I said, you must have had to try for it to get like that, eh? Oh, dude, man. I was, yeah, I was going in. So like, I was, man. I was going in, man. So it's like, um, had to sit out a semester, I came home. So I think me and my mom were trying to get me back in school. You know, my mom was on my side. Like, yo, you this is what you need to do. These are the steps you need to take. But I just wasn't into it at that time. So ended up me and her having an out. Like me and her had an argument about it. It blew up into this whole situation. Uh, I went to go live with my uncle for a while, uh, almost like a year. And from there, I'm like, man, do I really want to go back to school? Do I want to go into the option of being in the military was brought up? He was like, yo, man, you can always join the military, the Marines. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll try that. Like, it was always been in my family. Like, multiple people was in the military. So, I'm like, okay, I'll so give it a try. always an outlet in case you need it. Yeah. Out. You know what I'm saying? So, that wasn't never the main thing. The main thing was for me to go to school. I always, from a young age, wanted to be a detective. So, I always liked law enforcement, things like that. That, that investigative type thing. 
It was always something that I enjoyed. Interesting. And so I wanted to go into as military police, but that wasn't open at the time I, I signed up. So I ended up getting a diesel mechanic. Um, so it left a lot faster. I could get out, get in. I could do do what I needed to do. Get get in the service, sign my papers, and then be out. And then that's how I got into the military. Okay. Along with like a concise version. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Um. So tell me about this. And What's now that? I want to dive into something a a, de- uh, a bit deeper. So tell me about the good, the bad, the ugly military. Good or bad or ugly. Um, from my experience at the time, at the mindset I was at, the good I would say was that you got to travel, man. You got to the professionalism of it. It taught it taught me how to mature real fast, how to be super disciplined, how to pay attention to detail, and that was great because I needed that, man. Early twenties, man. My whole early twenties was built on that professionalism, showing up on time, you know, getting chewed out, and that you need that as a young man, I think, because it t- it it shows you to be accountable. And that's what you need to be Accountable, responsible, disciplined Character so building I, Character building, man I love that Because I already had a great foundation Growing up You know what I'm saying? My mom, my grandma Taught me that early on And it just helped to enforce that A lot deeper But also You say your moms and grandmother Were present to help But also It shows you another side Like the male Yeah, exactly So gotcha. that camaraderie, man Was great Because, you know um, I had my uncles and stuff around, but to be around just a male dominated type culture was great for me because you seen the good, the, the you know, you seen all aspects, good men, bad men, you know, physical men, some more laid back uh, type temperaments. That's interesting. You say bad men. So even in that, in that group, you came across. Yeah, you- definitely. People with terrible character, people that was, you know, cheating on their wives or people that was, you know, drinking way too much or got getting kicked out for doing things that was illegal, whether it be breaking breaking the law, whatever the case may be, not showing up, going AWOL, you know, people that didn't listen, that didn't like discipline. So you saw like a whole plethora of that in there. Then you saw people that followed the rules, did what they needed to do, got promoted fast, was a great example of leadership, you know, that. That, that told you to do something and also follow it themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that executed. So it was like you saw both sides of different men that you could kind of base your, being a young man, that you could base your character off of. So, okay, my question for you, what was your greatest fear being in the military? Greatest fear being in the military, man. Um, one was getting kicked out for something, getting a dishonorable discharge. It's almost like a felony. You know, like that follows you for the rest of your life. So that it's was one thing. It's funny how that paperwork does. Right? Grade school, <laughs> it's like, man, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you say that, though. Yeah. But it was like, that was one fear. Like, man, let me make sure I'm doing what I need to do um, to make sure I don't get that. And I get that that check that check in the box, that's, that, that's going to be a benefit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, I think everybody's deep down fear was uh, going to war. Like, you know what I'm saying? Getting something happening to where we had to go to war. Because it's like, man... You know what I'm saying? I didn't sign up for that originally. You know what I mean? They ask you when you go to the recruiting office, pick these three things. They lay out things. It could be a travel, education, you know, physicality, whatever the case may be. They lay out a bunch of cards and you pick three of them and uh, three or four of them. So mine was like education. I know for sure traveling and something else. So that was never my main focus to go in and fight a war. But um, but yeah, that was that was my two fears: getting a dishonorable discharge and having the possibility of going to war. Interesting. Um, you didn't name one, and this 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 prompts me to ask you a question, or maybe you may have forgotten about this. I don't know. I'm gonna just ask: What about death? Death? 
that was never really a big fear of mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, Is it because you really, deep down, you felt like the chance of you going to war was slim to none? Or is it just that, like, explain that to me. Nah, man. I think, uh, to be totally honest, I think being, having to go to war was tied into that. Like, it's always that fear of, man, what if I don't make it back? You know what I'm saying? So that's all, like, in there. Like, if I don't make it back, what if I get, you know, struck by IED? You know, like, so how so many others have, unfortunately. You know, well, you a lot of different things. terms so that a lot of people can understand. Oh, like, IED. Uh, so, like, bombs that, you know, whoever you're going to fight, you know, that place there to to sabotage the convoy and things like that. So you get blown up, lose a limb, not make it bad, be mentally damaged. And uh, the VA is full of people like that. They have great programs to help you with that, but they're full of people that has gone through those. Did you ever personally see that happen? Or you knew anybody that, that, that you know? Let me think. Uh, not personally, man. We heard stories. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you hear videos. And then when you're in that culture, you... Um, you 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 seek out stuff like that. So like for instance, like you know, um, just like in rap music, like you watch rap videos in the military, you might watch you know um, different videos of they may have taken footage that they taken in war just to see because it is a possibility that you could go. So you look at that like man, like that's crazy that it could happen. You know what I'm saying? They show you like the raw. Yeah, man. And it's like they don't physically show you that, but we look it up like amongst your, your peers and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, gotcha. So stuff like that, and um, we go we t- we do take classes like classes of uh uh with with corpsmen who are like the people that's. On the front lines with us, that, that's gonna go in. Like our own personal in our battalion or in our platoon, we have a each person has a doctor that's assigned to them, or like a nurse, somebody that could like patch you up or, or do different things like that. So like you might talk to them that they are people that come to your unit that have war experience or combat experience, and you hear their stories, and it's like wow, man, like you know what I'm saying? That's serious. Mm. You know what I mean? So it kind of hits home when you have those instances that you connect the dots with. When you start like going and you start talking to people and like getting. Now you know the feedback on things. In a sense, did that ever like discourage you a little bit, or like, like, oh, this might not be what I want to do, or did that yeah, help like, make it easier for you? Like, yo, like, I'm built for this. Like, I'm just like, no, no, no. Um, you both sides. I'll say both, man. To be honest, because you have like the guy, like some of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Who didn't really sign up to go to war? We had conversations like, man, I'm definitely not trying to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, man, I'm I'm definitely not trying to go to war. But then you had people, or like I said, you had a great leadership that it puts that motivation in you, that confidence in you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, if he go, man, I, I'll follow right behind him. You know what I'm saying? I had gunny sergeants like that. I had first sergeants like that. I've had um, corporals and sergeants like that to where it's like, dude, I will follow you straight into that. You know what I'm saying? Because of their, because of their knowledge, first off, the way they carry themselves. Inspiration. And you know what I'm saying? And it's not just because he's trying to inspire me to do this. It's like, yo, man, I believe what you're saying. Like a personal trainer almost. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's both sides. You have people that you that you share that 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 uh, discouragement with going to war. And then you have people that motivate you that make it make it not as uh, terrifying as a great as a huge word, but not as um, big as it seems. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? OK, so. Let me see if I have any more questions for you. Um, that was dope, man. I never really uh, had nobody ask me that. Let me see. Um, all right. In case, because oh, this is something else I want you to think. So I asked you before, were you afraid of, you know, death? Mm-hmm. Now, what about on the flip side? If 
Cause you, it's it's a certain mindset, just like going on the football field. But this is a lot different. But going into war, it's a mindset like it's a possibility I might not make it back. But what if it's on the flip? What if it's me holding the trigger? Am mm-hmm. I willing to pull the trigger when the you know when it? it yeah. So talk to me about that. Um, for me personally, like uh, I want to go back like during training. Like you have different phases of training, like boot camp. To where it's just basically teaching you the fundamentals. Then you go off into um, your schooling, right? And then you have, I forgot the name of it, man. But it's like where they take you through like simulations, right? To where you're living in the field. You are shooting on blank rounds. You're actually carrying a weapon around. You're seeing IEDs. They're blowing things up. they shooting guns, grenades, things like that. So they take you through that little um, couple of months school through that. And then you have uh, obviously like different training. Like I went to jungle warfare training, which was cool. But can you, uh, my bad, can you ask that question again? What was it? Now, in case what I'm saying is it's one oh, side. Oh, if I could hold it or uh, pull a trigger. No, yeah. If it ever came time for you to have to pull a trigger, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Were you like, how did you get your, your mentality to that? It's almost, it's almost animalistic, almost. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, it's, it's survival. You know, that's what it is. No, nah, that's survival, it. man. I think for me, um, and to be totally transparent, man, I think it depends on the person, like having to be in that situation. Because, you know, I could get on here and say, yeah, of course I'll pull the trigger. I've been trained to do it. But it's like, until you put in that situation on the front lines and having to face that, you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? It's just like facing a bear or a snake or, or a dog that's about to attack you and your family. It's like, you don't know how you're going to react to that. You know what I'm saying? So it all it, it's, it's up into that situation. I would like to think that I would be able to. And and after I left the military and some of the experiences I had up until this point, I do think I would have been able to because, you know, um, I think I'm that type of person. I'm a team player, meaning that if the mission is to go in here, execute this, uh, go in this area, execute this mission, come back home, then I think that having the people around me that I knew could execute it, and that we were a team and I needed to get my team out of there just like they relied on me, I relied on them, I definitely would be able to do it. Because of the situation that's at hand, that makes sense. Okay. You said something, coming home. Mm -hmm. Like the mission. The mission calls for you to go in and do something and then come home. Do you think it would have been a possibility for you to go in there, do the mission, come home, but what the mission entailed was you actually, you you had to off some people. Do you think that it would have ever been a possibility for you to go complete the mission and return home as the same person that you were before the mission? Oh, uh, nah, man. Like just thinking about that is because you, the question that will pop in my head would be like, man, was that right? Like, am I what? What am I fighting for? Like, you know, what was the what was the cause of me doing that? You know what I'm saying? Well, were we on the right side? Did we do everything right? And then they just antagonize us. You know what I'm saying? Were we doing the right thing? And that will always be in the back of my mind. You know, uh, of course, I, would, I feel like I would I would seek help for that. But you never be the same after you do something like that. For me, I would think that I would never be the same after I do something like that. Okay. Now, on that note, we're going to pause. And what we're going to do is we're going to flip this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, man, I brother, I appreciate you for all that information. I asked you that for a reason. I ask you because today I was I was able to have a conversation with a uh, with a gentleman, and um, it's interesting how this goes. War. 
was split into two, sometimes more. But when it's what it does is oftentimes it puts it puts one person on the end of one spectrum and then another person on the end of a whole nother spectrum. And somehow, some way, it comes to a point to where y'all are forced to meet in the middle. In the, in the middle, that's the conflict. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, nobody even really know what they're fighting for. Well, they don't know the legit reason on why they're fighting, but they know certain people are led to believe that I know why I'm fighting. Yeah. And that thing being, it's one thing I'm going to say before we go any further and I go in and deep dive into what I'm about to uh, talk to, talk to you about is like, um, one thing that's hard, it's one thing that's hard to kill. And that's somebody, you talking about purpose. Yeah. When a person, when a person, when a person believes within everything that they were created, what they were created from, they believe that this is their purpose. This is what they were called to do, and they really start to believe, no matter what, whether you eradicate me or not, the purpose gonna always see itself out. Yeah, it's hard to kill that mm-hmm. because that that's, that becomes something that's deeper than flesh and blood at that 100%. point in times. Belief. That's you know what I'm it, exactly. It's a message, and that's a me- that message is gonna always, it, and it's like it becomes reoccurring. It comes around like a bill, mm-hmm. whether that person die or not, the bill is still coming. Hundred percent. Now that bill is just gonna visit the next person. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So I see all of that to say this. Having a conversation with a guy today, and this guy, he's from Iraq, man. Just being able to talk to this brother, man, it it was jarring. That's what it was. Um, it was a uh, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it together, man. Because what I'm getting ready to tell you, some of the stuff I'm getting ready to tell you, man. I just wanted to hear your side of the story. I wanted to hear, like. Not really just everything about what it entails in the United States Army, but what I'm some of the things I'm getting ready to tell you, like just he was built different. They're built different. Like what did he say? I'm about to tell you. So he said, like his story, like his war talk starts, like his story starts in the 80s. Yeah. But he was saying that for him. He was forced into war at twenty uh, at twenty two. Mm. At twenty one, they were already preparing him for it. But so I asked him. I was like, "Okay, so did you have a choice in the matter?" He was like, "No, there is no choice." He was like, "If you buck, you get home." Dang. Automatically, the structure is different, right? If you already know if I buck, there is no choice. The choice has already been made for you. Mm-hmm. So now the choice is either you willing to die for the cause or you willing to die. Or either you willing to die as a loser. 
Because that's how they're going to look at you. Anyways, if they if they got to eradicate you before you even go to war to even say that you standing behind a message or standing behind your way of life, then you a loser. That's crazy. So, I wanted, to, you know, I just, I wanted to ask, I was like, okay, so, you know, what about, man, what about, like, love, like the ladies and, you know, and I looked this gentleman in his eyes. A more, you know, a more mature version of himself now. And he was like, and I can tell. The look he gave me, a still look. He said, none of that matters. What for? Well, I'm going to think about a woman or I'm thinking about love. Tomorrow is in promise. Hmm. Then he went on to talk and he was like, I said, so... You know, I'm like, wow. Right? <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Again, <laughs> a lot of times we would never understand our opponent, our adversary, or none of that. Yeah, Nobody man. take the time to really, like, think about who they're going against. Mm -hmm. And that's the crazy thing. When you're being trained for war, you could be being trained for war, but you're not trained like they being trained. It's a whole different. Yeah, man. That, it's different. This man said out of his own, he said out of his own mouth. Man said, it's like animals. He said, don't feel. You can't feel. How can you fight somebody that doesn't feel? It, it prompted me to ask him a question. I said, you know, here in the United States, you know, a lot of times, man, when you when you a bad man, you know, you get a nickname. They, they going to oh, give yeah, you facts. a nickname. <laughs> I said, what was your nickname? That man said, they call him the devil. <laughs> dude, this man really didn't have no feelings, man. That's crazy, dude. Bruh. Dang. So, I know him. If you was to ever meet this gentleman, right? You always look at him, you're like, man, this man is a jokester, right? And in the midst, I always wonder, I'm like, this man don't take nothing serious. And you always find out why. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful of the people that don't say a lot of uh, uh, say a lot a lot of times, and the people that laugh a lot, because people that's laughing a lot, they're holding something back. What's on the opposite side of laughter? You might not want to see that side of them. Yeah. Or the people that's quiet, and people always try to pick on those people. You don't want to see that attitude that's behind them. Right. 100%. I've learned that a lot of. And a lot of times the same is with me. I know for a fact I don't like to get angry because I'm afraid of who I am when that happens. You yeah, know, man. So you got to, you know, it's just what it same is. Same with me. You know what I'm saying? This gentleman said, he said, man, I, I didn't ask this question, but he said, see, that's why I always laugh a lot. Because I don't want to let the devil back out. Dang, dude. That's crazy, man. So he was, not to cut you off, but he was... Uh, in the he was in war. He I mean, was excuse in, me. He was a uh, part of the army over there. Or he was of? in many wars. Dang. Since the eighties, that's crazy, man. Many wars. And this this gentleman, what he did, he did well. I'm not gonna dive too much into it because, like, I'm not gonna dive too much into it. But he did what he did well to the point to where. His services was needed. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, dude. He was one of them. 
That's crazy, man. That's like when you do what you right. do, and again, like, but see, again, I asked you about your purpose. For him, he said, it's either you kill, you kill to survive. He said, man, this was the, this, after I said this, we'll get off this, man. He said, it's like if you eating, and all of a sudden, a bomb comes, or a bullet, or whatever, hits the man next to you, and you eating. And he drops. He said, you see him drop, you finish eating. You need your strength. Dang, dude. That's crazy. That's, that's a whole nother level, man. That means that's no attachment at all. That's a whole nother level, dude. No attachment right? at all. That's inhumane. That's crazy, man. But for them, that's how they being trained. So again, I ask you, how do you defeat somebody like that mm. when that somebody is no longer a somebody. See, automatically we're looking at it wrong. Because they don't even see themselves as people anymore. They're not carrying themselves as people mm. anymore. That is a good question when you identify with yourself totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you specialize it. Like, that is very true, man. You know, um, for me, man, I always think, though, like... I would love to get him on the podcast but he can't come on the podcast. That's crazy, man. He couldn't come on. Dude. Because of the stuff that he knows and the stuff right. he's been through, he can't, he cannot. And that's why I won't even begin to talk <laughs> about certain things though. because it, you know what he, I'm saying? he can't. I feel you. He that can't. is crazy, man. Did you run across, well, I don't know, and I could cut this part out if we need to, but I just want to know, like, did you run across him? Was he working with you? Or, like, was it just a random person you had a conversation with? Or, like, we'll I, talk about it. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, nah, I feel you, E. I feel you, E, man. That's crazy, E, man. But, you know, you said uh, you have to kill to survive, right? Um it makes you think of two things. Like you said, first you said kill to survive, and you said they're not, they don't identify themselves. They identify themselves as non-human. So I'm thinking like kill to survive, you also have to kill, it goes self you to already Within yourself, you've already, you've you know already died within. Right? And then human though, it's like, I feel like every person has a weakness. Every person has a, has a, uh, cause you are human. You still have human but traits. You're right. But that means you must become detached from, from whatever yeah, family relationships that's why when he talked about the women love all of that right. tomorrow isn't promised Man, automatically you, de you, you detach from that stuff therefore the, the one thing at that point the one focus is the mission. You me live in the mission. So like I'm like man what type of how do you how, what, I feel like that's like scorched earth you know what I mean? Like every relationship that you come in, you scorch the earth. It's like, dude, that's a crazy way to live. You know what I mean? That's a crazy See, way to live. See, it's crazy for you, but again, this is it. We talked about this before. That's his religion. Yeah, man. His way yeah. of life. That's his way so of life. So at that point in time, for you, you can't say it's crazy. If you forced to live that, yeah. that's all you know. Right. Let me tell you something else, man. So he he uh he showed me something. Mm -hmm. You know what happened when they do get married? What's up, man? They sort off like sort off shotguns and all that. Man, they get the like machine guns. They putting it in the air, letting rounds. Oh, I go. seen some videos of that. But you know, I I asked him. I said, man, I said, bro, they doing this at the wedding? It's like a celebration type thing. Yeah, they doing this. I said, bro, they doing this at the wedding? Yeah. And he had a smile on his face. I wasn't smiling though. I said, bro. 
That's bullets in there. When bullets go up, they got to come back down. He said, if they die, they die. Dang, dude. This man is <laughs> Yo, straight. I mean, he said it with a straight face? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. They die, they die. That's crazy, man. Man, dude. That's a that's a scary individual. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Bruh. That's one of the people it's almost like sitting beside a lion. You like uh, bruh. And, and guess what? The lion know how to laugh and smile now. <laughs> right. How you like, trust yo. that? Cause that's you realize crazy. it's something entirely different man. in you. Capabilities, man, that's wild, man. Dang, dude. Yeah. I told you I got a good one for you today. Man, bro. I'm like, yo, you but that's 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 I think that's uh cool, man. I mean I'm not cool, excuse me. I think that's very uh interesting, man, that you could identify you could you could change your identity based off your beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but see it's it's deeper than that. It's not just your beliefs. It's if you live long enough, man, and you experience things, mm-hmm. it's through your experiences that you do begin to change, whether you see the changes or not. That's why you can, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like on a smaller level. That's why on a smaller scale, that's why you got so many men that mess around and say, you know, like they resent their fathers because they weren't in their lives. And they say, you know, man, F him or whatever. Yeah. I'll never be like him. But then what, 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 what mess around and happen is he becomes just like his father or, you know, uh, a young lady, mother did some messed up stuff or whatever, you know, but she was in her life, but she knew what she was doing and stuff like that. But she was like a streetwalker. Then she was like, ah, I never, you know what I'm saying? This, that, and other, you know, bless her mother, you know, just cuss her name, all that. Then all of a sudden, she doing almost the same thing, if not worse. You know, it's what happens is through the experiences, if we're not careful, we can relive those experiences or we could become, you know, something far yeah, more worse. Uh, do you think it's like over identifying with them, like to where you 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 over identify with your experience so much that you become it? Is that? You know and, but is that? But it's 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 trauma. It's mm. the trauma. It's like, bro. That's why with everything we do need to have, we got to get help for the trauma. You Thanks. know, I'm not the one that I don't believe that. You know. I do feel like in, in this in this lifetime, there's too many people that's trying to diagnose people. To me, diagnosing is call you know just calling another name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that person is that and the other. I think that happens a little too much, but I do think that what we need to identify with is the trauma. Yeah, and we need to treat the trauma, the root cause. Exactly. We need to identify. Okay, what's causing this? I heard uh, somebody say, like, we treat the symptoms and not the root cause. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which is so crazy because it makes so much sense. Man, you know what I mean? I, I, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's just like, bro, it's, it's no different than, you know, it's no different than, like, you would take, like, a, a weed. Mm-hmm. You might take and you clip the head of a weed. The weed is going to continue to grow because the roots are right. in the earth. It's gonna now when you up when you when you uh uproot it, that means you get all of it and you pull it all out. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? Now that that area now has room for you know you can take in you can cultivate that 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 area now, you know. And the thing about it, bro, like we don't we don't realize, man. It's just like man, everybody can put on a smile, you know. People don't even understand, man. Even demons can go to church, mm-hmm. you know. 
it's like, you know, you could be sitting or working next to, you know, you just never know who's next to you at all times. You don't because everybody can wear a mask. But again, when you get to like, I'm talking about hard work, hard talk, or just, and you start like, when you start going there, man. Man, dude, that's when it's like, yeah, that's when it's, uh, that's that real, that's when the real work starts. Or when confessions really start coming, are dude, you really ready? Man, that's so, that's so Because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know, then you don't know who you're meeting. That's really true, man. You know? That's the thing. Everybody talking about they're ready for a meet and greet, but then when people really open up and give them who they, then they're looking for the nearest exit. That's real, man. That's super real, man. But again, that's a part of the trauma. It's not when, when, when the trauma starts to come forth, it's not about running from the trauma. Man, people start to really like, they pour their eyes out, man, they cry because they want the help. It's, that's the thing, man. And it's like, just listening to this brother, man, talk about that, man. Like, I felt that. Mm-hmm. I felt it. I'm talking about, bro, like, it just, it, it, it was something else, man. I could, I could only imagine, I'm like. You empathize with it. You know what I'm saying? You took the words right out of my mouth, right? <sighs> right? You feel me? And it's like, bro, I'm sitting up there because I just. I could not understand why one of the most happiest days of your life, a marriage, you let rounds go in the air. <laughs> but again, it's a part of the culture. It's mm-hmm. already embedded in the culture. War is already within them. Right. So again, even in celebration, the only way we know how to, to really let them go. That's real. That's crazy. You man. already live by the gun. You die by it anyway. Mm. So, you know, like. That's very that's very true, man. It's almost like I'm trying. I'm I'm thinking as you're talking, like yo, if it's a way of life, um, if it's a way of life, I mean, it could like they be like, why fix it if it's not broke? If it's working for you, but you saying treat the symptoms. It's like okay, how do you know when to treat the symptoms until you run into somebody that's healed, or to, until you run into somebody that grew up like you, that was um that that. That healed themselves from that. Does that make sense? What I'm asking. Say, okay, you say how do you treat the symptoms? Cause, yeah, because you saying like shooting rounds in the air, like man, that sounds crazy to me. So it's like, you know, if that's a way of life for somebody, almost like game banging for us. You See, know what I mean? So and we them, look at that like it's you know, that's crazy. Why would you do it? Your but, life but, is all effed up because of it. Exa- but but it's for like, somebody, that's all they know. And then the thing about it, like in our culture, and, you know, in, in, in our culture. It's like synonymous for like one of the, you know like a for a bang one of their loved ones die they pouring out you know yeah. what I'm saying they pouring it out it's like for them they letting rounds go in the air you yeah. know what I'm saying it's just like I mean the thing about it you know you when you think about it yeah it's easy to judge one of them and say well the bullets in the air is worse than you pouring out you know but again it, it's it's all sentimental to them mm. you see what I'm saying a way of uh that's their that's way of their coping. Way of, it's their way of coping and then on top of that it's a form of expression for them hmm. every form of expression isn't positive you know what I'm saying true but that's very true if that's you know, my way of expression that's my way I'm expressing you feel me man that's crazy dude that's you know what I'm saying I, and it, I guess it goes back to what I said earlier like it's levels of understanding yeah you feel me like that's crazy yeah. dude but uh, I'm glad you had a conversation because that is like, man, it's it's good to hear something like that because it almost changes your perspective. I think it helps me too with my like, just like, man, dude, like, 
you know, empathizing with different people, gratitude, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Yeah. And just like, wow, dude. You know what I'm saying? Grateful for how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? It makes you look at everything different. And that's well, it's always one of them cases where even if somebody was in the US Army, whatever, you think, you know, you think you've had it rough. Right. He's like being able to look over there at that, taking a glance over there, you're like, yo. Yes, <laughs> that's what's It might be worse than machines. You know what I'm saying? It's, you, it make you think. It though. really like, do, man. You know. Now, granted, I you know I didn't get a chance to ask him. You know, what are some of the positive things that came yeah. from? Don't now see that's I want to say that because you know for all we know could have you know people from Iraq that might tune. You never know or connections to Iraq, what have you. But the thing is, I did not have a chance to ask him, you know, what are some of the positive things that, you know, have has taken place? Well, I do know some, but again, with that, I have to hold out because that's like, I'm not, I would not air that part of his it's too business. personal. Exactly. Yeah. I can't touch that. I can understand. But again, I didn't ask him verbatim, like dealing with war, like what's some of the things that help you make it through? Like, oh, yeah. just yeah, like that, because I don't. You go through enough, man. You need something that you can relate to, something mm-hmm. love-based that's going to kind of be able to reel you back in. You know, I, at the end of the day, one thing is for sure. When we set our, our, our hearts and our minds out on doing something, something, we using something as a means of inspiration and motivation to get us through. That's very that true. That part, I didn't ask, you know. But I can assure you, I'm sure he had something. Nah, that's you know, super true. Um, do you think like emotion, like obviously emotions helps us get it through. Like some people thrive off of anger. You know, I'm I'm in football. I'm I'm going on this field. I'm winning this game off of anger. You know, do you think certain emotions last longer than others? Like if you of was, course, I feel like anger is the close. Anger is symbolic of fire, and a fire, a fire can burn for a long time. Depending on how much area and, and and how much is flammable. So if you already if your being is flammable, you're gonna you're gonna be able to thrive off that anger for a long time. God forbid you don't get killed mm-hmm. or something bad happens to you. So that's a motivation a lot of people in times of war they use that. Yeah. You know, to so that they can feel like they're gonna run through a wall. Mm-hmm. You know. Is it positive? No, you know. But out of all of the emotions that you could possibly garner, that's probably one yeah. of them. You know. Now, you know. To me, the most, the most, the most powerful emotion is just being able to have a level head. Mm. Therefore, you know. You you could become a cool customer to the point to where you know how to adapt in different situations. I can see that. You know, uh, my that puts me in the light of like sunlight, like it covers a large area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, but nah. even with the sunlight, you still get shadows. True. And that's still fig, True. Fig, you know, True. figments of darkness. You know what I'm saying. See, no matter where you got light, you still gonna have darkness. Yeah. You know. That's just that's the way it, it is. It, exactly, because even in even in complete darkness, you have the moon, so that still provides light. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, you can't have one without the other. That's what I'm saying. But again, moderation. Yeah, definitely, man. That is definitely key. Definitely, man. 
But on that note, right there, brother. Nah, man, I'm glad you shared that, dude. That was that was uh that was hey man, I like that. I like that, man. I figured you would. You know what I'm saying? That was a, I never heard a story like that before. But hey man, I appreciate you sharing that. Appreciate you guys listening, man. It's been a real talk podcast. Uh catches every Thursday. Every Thursday we dropping. Tune in, share it, like it. Tell your friends, tell your family. See you next Thursday, man. Peace. Real talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms, linked in the description, and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.